We've teased you enough, but it's time. April 17, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The OG RRLC Reggie's jersey is fucking for sale. It is for sale, and you do not want to miss it. I cannot express how much I fucking love these things. They are unreal, mate. You do not want to miss them. We've got a high thread count. We've got a big white collar. We've got the traditional V. It is three-quarter sleeve. It is everything that the fucking RRLC is put in a jersey. Everything we promised, and it's for sale. April 17, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, thereggies.com.au. I'll see you there. Get amongst it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. even nailed that. Welcome back to episode number 50 of the Mighty Reggie's podcast. You're here with a couple of blokes who could have been absolutely anything but decided to have fun instead. 50 eps. How good's that? Raise the ply. How fitting. (laughs) I'm currently raising a piece of uh, plywood as if it's a cricket bat. Uh, We wanted to draw... A kookaburra or something yeah, like that. Yeah, great nick, but we've decided to go with a single against. piece of fly. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can make a clip out of this to show you because uh, there's no YouTube. I know if you haven't noticed the last couple of episodes, we haven't had the YouTube up because we don't have the full team here. But um, happy fucking New Year to everyone. Happy, yeah, happy New, New Year, year Jace. How fitting that our 50th episode's uh, the first one of the year. Yeah, how good. Great uh Mark to get to, I reckon. Yeah, yep. And that you'd think that we're two episodes off a year, but we did a few extras in the middle yeah. there for Origin and stuff. So we did. About February will have been going for a year, which I did not expect at all when we started. No, I thought we'd be really cancelled after ex- six months. <laughs> didn't really know what I expected. Well, to you be can't honest. expect anything. Just nah. get in there and just yarn. And uh, none of it's possible without the listeners. So can't thank you enough, Absolutely. mate. Hopefully. You's all tipped him uh, back in on Sunday night. I reckon I only just come good today. Oh, dude. Monday I was yesterday. Shit. And Monday. It's Monday was all right because I did nothing. But then Tuesday at work was fucking. Oh, it was, I was brutal. I was battling. I was, was fucking brutal. battling. Monday, it's. Like, I didn't really think about it until New Year's Day. I went. I reckon, like fucking close to three quarters of the nation. Of the world spends the first day of 2024 just hurting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. starting off the year in pain. Yeah. Well, I reckon if, let's say, um, New Year's Day, I think it was maybe last year or year before, if it's on the weekend, let's say it's a, New Year's Day is a Saturday or a Sunday and you've got the following day off. Yeah. I'm keen as to tip them in Absolutely. on New Year's Day, but when you got to front up for work Tuesday, I'm glad I went, but because... There's plenty of times where I don't go after a big weekend yeah, and I do nothing again all the next day and you feel worse. you got to just, like, keep yourself busy. Like, this is for the greater good. Yeah. I'll have some serotonin in my brain come Thursday. Fucking <laughs> oath. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm glad I went because then I rocked up home, fucking went and got food for the week, went for a bit of a run. It would have looked awesome bucks. too if you didn't show up after <laughs> yeah. New Year's Day. Wait, well, one of the boys has had a double sicky straight <laughs> oh, up. Oh, true. Yeah, won't mention his name. <laughs> He's proper crook. Me boss is off with gout. So. Oh, the Reggie's injury <laughs> yeah. of all. He limped around all day yesterday oh. and I was like, what are you doing here? And then he rang me this morning and said, can you run the show today? Because there's fucking, <laughs> I, I can't walk. <laughs> That's unreal. <laughs> wow. Um, well, coming up today, we've got heaps and heaps of stories from the listeners, like posts and emails and Fucking just great Reggie yarns. Um, we'll have a chat about Mitch Marsh's almost full circle moment at the MCG last week. Day one of the New Year's test is underway today as we record, or just finished actually. We uh, Australia's done for six. Warner, very lucky to oh, not was, be bowled on the uh, second last ball of the day. Um, we'll have a massive chat about his influence on opening the batting and the game and what sort of legacy he's going to leave behind. Darts World Championships as well with that 16-year-old teenager making headlines over there in the UK. Unbelievable darts player and might take out the World Championships at 16 if you don't mind. Wouldn't that be incredible? Incredible. And um, stick around. You may see me apologise to the cattle dog, Tom Barbary. Wow. After May. May. Keyword. Yeah, big. Keyword May. <laughs> big if. Um. After his little short and sweet 30-second spiel sort of shook me to my core last week. Yeah, that week, was – you know, it was weird. Uh, I reckon he got about a 9 out of 10 for his performance the, uh, this on the weekend. So, you know, maybe I'll take credit for that, for trimming him up a little bit. <laughs> Kept him in line, <laughs> got him winning again. Uh, but anyway, um, was it a good New Year's? What did you it do? What did you get up to? Uh, s- well, pounded beers into the core of the earth. Mm. Went to a few pubs, drank at a mate's place. Oh, you went out? Yeah. I've sort of given up on the going anywhere on oh, New Year's. <laughs> man, I fucking very rarely hit the town in mm. Gladstone. And now? I, now, yeah. Now. <laughs> now. I used to be at the one nightclub every weekend. First year, and I, when he was a first year. Yeah. Now I'm a mature third, going on to third year now. So, <laughs> But, nah, yeah, I fucking... St- Stood clear of that nightclub this year, man. I was home pretty early. Yeah. But um, one thing I ended, I was very proud of myself for ending the year with a bang. I went and played golf with Pedro. Yeah. And I'm getting stuck into my golf work recently. You I have. play probably two or three times a week at mm. least. And it was a bit of a, you know, casual, oh, we'll, we'll go show up. There's a bit of rain. We didn't even know if we we're going to get on the course. And uh, playing 18, I finished the front nine. I go, oh, fuck. I just shot three over. I was like, oh. <laughs> so keep in mind, my best score is like 94. Yeah, for 18. For 18 holes. Yeah. So Which I've never been even. Fucking what? 25 over. Yeah, around about. Around, yeah. And I've never even broke the 90. So, and I've gone, oh, fuck, I might actually break 80 here. <laughs> Got way too ahead of myself. Finished the back nine, 12 over, but shot me best score yet 84. 84. So, yeah, Gladstone's a 69 par at the moment, which has been unusual. Yeah, just because they're doing a bit of few renos and repairs and that. So a few holes have been shortened. Yep. But still, great way to finish the year. I was fucking like, oh, 15 fuck. over. It's that... always those fucking days where you just show up and you're just like, oh, fuck, I guess I'll This play. was New Year's Eve, eh? Yeah, New yeah, Year's Eve. Not New Year's Day. No, it finished off yeah. 2023 with my best score yet. Fucking oath. That's so, awesome. Yeah, fuck, it felt good, man. And then I was like, I'm ready to drink. Yeah. <laughs> 
Just in a prime mood. Hard on end. Friday afternoon. So I was on call all Christmas and Boxing Day. Yeah. So had a couple of beers, Chrissy. Didn't got to have too enough. Much. And on Friday, I got called in on Thursday night till about midnight. So I didn't have to turn up to work until about 10 a.m. Friday because you got to have your 10-hour break. Yep. And I was so close just to going, fuck, surely I don't have to go in Find on the 29th around. when we've got New Year's weekend coming up. But I was like, fuck, I'll go in. So I rocked up about 10.30, boom, emergency alarm goes off. Oh. There's a coal fire and there was only five ERT members on site and you, you need five to be able to go yep. and do any job. So we were it, and I'm just like, it was so fucking hot, man, on the that day, and I was in full fireman's turnout gear and had a breathing apparatus cylinder on my back. Fuck that. Down fucking fighting a coal fire, <laughs> and I was wow. coming off call that afternoon, like when we knocked off, and this job was going to go past knockoff time, and I just said... Call someone else in because I am not staying past three thirty. Yeah, bad <laughs> blokes said, come in from annual leave. I know. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Anyway, someone come in, took the call out. Obviously, four hours minimum. Yeah, a double or something. And I just drove straight home, had a shower, and drove straight to the pub and nice. just got fucking. I was there till probably about eight or nine o'clock. And I got home and I was just so fucking blind just it's, from having beers. They just after taste work. so fucking good when you've worked for it. I oh, know. But <laughs> the thing is, the fact that you've worked for it means you're dehydrated and probably yeah. really hungry. So they only taste good for about an hour before you're just gone. Imagine blokes that are like working their fucking holes out every day. Oh. How good their beers taste every day. <laughs> every single day. No wonder they're fucking. Functioning alcoholics. Because <laughs> <laughs> i got to work hard once a month, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a month, that's fucking <clears throat> be a lot for me. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's probably fucking stretching it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, boy, I saw a joke earlier this week and I fucking laughed that hard at it. Probably won't even be that funny now, but it was – I wrote it in the notes because I was laughing for fucking minutes. <laughs> um, it was a post and someone said – like to getting people to comment on their post. And yep. it said, people born before the year 2000 have what trivial skill – oh, what trivial skill do you possess that no one uses anymore? And someone commented and said, knowing my own gender. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That's me trivial that actually, skill. That is a good one. <laughs> Oh, fuck And I was me. sitting there just giggling away at it going, fucking oath. You got, they would have had nothing for that. <laughs> oh, well, I think it was a post to try and get heaps of engagement yeah. and shit. But and I wrote it, it in the notes and I just thought. That I, is, that's a rip. When I looked at them when I was writing up the show, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Probably not even that funny now. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. Well, um, to be fair, I'm 2003, but I sure as fuck know my gender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. This one's uh hits me hits me a bit hard, Jace. A story broke out a couple of days ago and it's hit me right in the feels. Right. One of my own has gone down. What? Gus the Groper. Oh no. A local icon in the Oak Park area in the Shire of Cronulla has been illegally speared by some grub and there has been outrage in the fucking Oak Park community. And rightly so, Gus the Groper 
who was said to be over 40 years old. He was a protected species and was known by everyone in the community. People would go diving in this place just to fucking see Gus. Wow. And some fuckhead has ignored all the no spearfishing signs and gone and shot him and people were, like, taking photos of this bloke and just grubbing him in the Fuck. whole community. Made the news. He's going extinct. I am fucking pissed off. For a second... I thought you meant a 40-year-old man who's also grabbed a tit got speared. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, what What the fuck? What kind of sick animal is spearing someone? (laughs) It took me a bit to realise when you said they were going diving. I went, it's a fish. <laughs> so not a fellow titty grabber. It's no, a, no. a species of it's fish. It's a fish. Yeah. yeah. But he was a fucking icon. Yeah, that is in the community. Yeah, wow. Forty old years mate old. got handed a five hundred dollar fine, but this is just not enough. No, it's not. not. He can't he, Gus can't, he can't be get away back. with this. Gus can't be bought back and he was just slapped on the wrist with five hundred. I've fucking spent more than that on the punt on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Fucking oh. hell. Rest but rest anyway. His soul. Life is short, guys. Yeah. So um, watch out for the most with spears. <laughs> make the most of it. <laughs> R.I.P. Gus, my brother. Rest his soul. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking outrageous. That's disgusting. I'm disgusted. Um, I've got a story here from a bloke named Dan Sullivan. Now, he sent this in twice because he wasn't happy with his punctuation and grammar in the first Had email. To himself. It was an email too. You know how I love the emails. It feels old school it to is. me. It's and bit, I there's just a bit of analogue in it. So he's um, the first part of this second email says, hope you don't mind me OCD. It was killing me with the spelling mistakes in the last <laughs> one. <laughs> so, pretty much he's, he knows he's late to the party with the team nominations, but he just wants to share this yarn about his granddad, who was an avid sportsman from, you know, darts to cricket, footy, indoor bowls, anything you can think of. No matter what sport he was playing, he would be consuming VB long necks before, during, and after. Oh, yeah. No big deal, he reckons. A lot of people did that back then. But this is what puts him in the legendary status for me, for Dan. He lived far out in a country town, had no way of getting to a cricket game this one particular day. So what else do you do back in the 50s with no transport? You steal a train. (laughs) He stole a train and drove it into town, but when he got into town, he couldn't work out how to stop the old steam engine in time, so he pulled the pin, jumped on the carriage, and waited for it to come to a screaming halt. No one can really say what happened to the train itself after that, as but Grandad made it to his game on time, made 53 not out, half cut, and went into hiding for a few weeks. He said it's a full no-mayo yarn as his grandma told this story at his eul- in his eulogy. So if that isn't dedication to uh, drinking beers and playing sports with your mates, I don't know what is. That is fucking unreal. <laughs> a train. I thought you were going to say anything but a fucking train. We're talking. I was expecting a horse or something in those yeah, times. so was I, <laughs> with a carriage or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, steals a uh, steam train. That is Fucking wonder awesome. if he had to shovel his own coal. Yeah, was he <laughs> probably lighting his dart with it as well. <laughs> yeah. oh. So anyway, great. Thanks for that, mate. There's I like that even though the teams decided we're still getting these in because it's yeah. fucking great entertainment. Well, it's been ages. 
It has. It has been a long, been a long, time, long time since we had a nice story like that. So um, it's good. There's going to be heaps more of this coming up too. I've got a fair few posts, oh, stories from listeners or just posts from listeners, you know. Um, Lockie Tarleton. Tarleton. Sorry, mate, if I got that wrong. He put in the RLCs. Fucking cracked me up. <laughs> he goes, how did Rocket go in the Sydney to Hobart? What boat was he on when he made <laughs> his call? <laughs> that was a great shout. That was good. wasn't it? Fuck, it was good. <laughs> Boys. I wonder if he was on the winner. Oh, <laughs> Did you see the end of that? No. Bro, she was like a full-on race down the last stretch really? of water. And there was just a gust of wind that come and picked up So how up long does winner. it go for? It's a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. They go from Sydney to Hobart, Jason. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hence why I asked the duration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nah, there was fuck all happening in this channel or wherever the race finishes. I'm not too – I'm not really up we're, to date We're not big sailing. sales, yeah. But, yeah, the footage, it was like they were trying to make this big spectacle out of it and the cunts were just not moving. <laughs> They're coming down in the f- oh, and they're just sitting dead still. Yeah, there's so, only so much the wind can do. Um, but oh, just a general shout out to everyone posting in the um RLC over this Christmas New Year period. You know, wearing the Moya shirts and baggy regs. Great content. Not only those, but just the content posts as well. You know, showing us what's going on. I'm starting to like pretty well every episode. There's at least two or three. Like a bit of a review. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's prime. And someone said we that was the reggiest episode yet. And he wasn't on. wrong. <laughs> he was fucking He wasn't on. wrong. I'm glad people had a laugh with us or at us. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Hopefully with us because <laughs> we had to laugh at ourselves. Too, oh, we recognised what we did. We sat here and went, should we redo that? <laughs> and then we went, We're nah, not recording that nah. again. <laughs> They'll understand. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> This is this one will be a cracker though. Kick the new year Fuck off. Yeah. Um, remember the Roo chat from a few episodes back, like how our sporting teams. Oh yeah, the have Roo, the Socceroos, yes. and the Hockeyroos. I got one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so you know how, obviously, all the Aussie teams—they're not all Roo, but a lot of them are. So a bloke named Brady Sang sent me an article. I think it was an ABC article, and it's about Australia's first ever space robot. And it roves. It's a roving space robot. So guess what we named it? Roveroo. The Rover. <laughs> That's better than Roveroo. <laughs> the Rover. That would have taken heaps of thought as well. No. So <laughs> some of the messages that people send in on Instagram, it's only Instagram, they go to like this hidden folder. And I opened this hidden folder the other day. This is how I found fucking Sangy's message. Yeah. And honestly, there would have been 50 messages that go into this hidden folder that are all just of fucking chicks trying to get you to buy their shit. Yep. And I'm just like, holy fuck. And I'm looking through them all. And then you see like some random ones like that. That are a genuine are person. Genuinely in not there. Not just someone trying to get you done your OnlyFans. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to start going into this hidden folder, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And check it. Cycling through a chick saying, look at my huge tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sorry about that, fellas, if I haven't got back to you. Um, and you'll probably notice I don't reply to many reels. I'll like them or, yeah. you know, watch them. But Nine I won't times reply. out of ten, we see a lot of them. Oh, I see pretty much everything. Um, how good was it? Was he Macram telling that story about his playing days down oh, in Bay 13 the Bay at the MCG? 13 at the G. 
He uh, back in '89, he reckons that the crowd was yelling out "Was him as a wanker," as we do. They used to say it about the great King Wally Lewis at, when he used to play in Sydney as well. Well, it's I've, just a thing. Yeah. It so is. he's waving at him because he's just taken five far. He reckons he was, he had five wickets, and so he's waving at him, thinking that they're praising him. And then Imran Khan, his captain, come up and said, "You know what they're saying, don't you?" And had yeah. to sort of explain <laughs> to him what it all meant. And he just went, "Hang on a minute, what's <laughs> yeah. going on here?" Oh, they're saying I'm a great guy. And <laughs> yeah. It's awesome to know they're calling you a wanker. No, they're saying Wazim is a wanker. <laughs> he couldn't say that word either. Or he, yeah, he could have. It was Triple M. They don't give a fuck. He said, uh, he kept saying banker. banker. <laughs> he said it rhymes with banker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Triple M's probably the platform where you can. I reckon too, yeah. He was just being 100%. too respectful. Yeah, he is. How was, just on the back of like good chat from the commentators, how was, Skull is always great. At oh, fuck, he's good. Kerry O'Keefe he's always got some great fucking chat on him. <clears throat> and he brings up um, about, it was a show. Was this today? No, it was last test. Oh, so yeah. Shaheen Afridi's. Is this the crack at Ian Smith? Yeah, yeah. Shaheen Afridi's brother or Shaheen. I can't remember which Pakistani player is talking about. Yeah, it's about. someone's brother when they lose a test match. He doesn't. This is probably not true either. But No, it would have for been. For the purpose of Skull's yeah. story, he was like, he doesn't eat for two days. And then he goes, when Pakistan lose over two days. Because uh, Ian's a kid. He was like, Ian, what, uh, what did you do when New Zealand lost? Because he's a big fat <laughs> First session too. Yeah, he's like, you just fuck. Could come at me early. I think it was first session of the Perth test. Like it was first day. Oh, fucking! And he goes, "That is seriously early. (laughs) Seriously (laughs) early. Seriously early." Yeah, but yeah, he's fucking great. The old skull. I like Gilly said. um, I think it was last test during one of the rain delays. He said, "We love Skull for all his, you know." larrikin jokes and all that but he's like so well researched and shit in all of his stuff fucking always has a stat to pull out eh? yeah the proper and just knowing that it's sydney and that it'll just inevitably rain out you know we're getting eight hours of skull compilations (laughs) of him just cracking jokes which is good um shout out to sean barry for having As. having for uh, two first names for starters, <laughs> but for posting that picture collage of all the series that England have lost this year in the cricket, <laughs> <laughs> it was like six of them, or nice. one of them was just one game, but it was against Afghanistan. So yeah, well, um, yeah. So shout out to him for just that. shitting that all great. over him. Yep. This is a great game. Yes. Before we start with the Sydney test, I just want to – I need – sorry, I don't want – I need to shout Mitch Marsh out because his uh, almost full – so I just really wish he got that 100 so I could yeah, say full circle moment finish. at the MCG. Um, last week was unbelievable. I mean, if we all remember back to when he was booed and treated so unfairly during uh, India's 2018-19 tour of Australia – Aussies were so angry and frustrated about the whole ball tampering saga. Yeah. And we, we'd lost Smith and Warner and we were getting flogged. I remember we got flogged by England in ODI cricket over in England uh, earlier that year, straight after we the were ball at our tampering. Lowest. India were beating, like pumping us here in Australia. And poor old Mitch Marsh got booed by Australians at the MCG during the Boxing Day test. To take all that, come back. Went to England in 2019, took a test match five-wicket haul over there. He then went to England last year, scored a test match 100 in England, 
won a T20 World Cup, won an ODI World Cup, and then that, and he was huge parts of both of those critical, successful critical. like tournaments. Without him, we don't win. I would have loved him to get that 100 and just come full circle back to the MCG of getting booed when he's walking out to bat, publicly saying he was standing at the top of his bowling mark, holding back tears. I would have just – it would have been unreal for him to get that 100 and just go, fucking, how good is yeah. this, you know? I think <clears throat> the only difference that it makes is he didn't get to raise that bat. Yeah, I mean, it's four runs at yeah. the end of the day. But regardless, fucking great moment for he him. He got clapped, great to like, see. standing ovation when he walked off, yeah. which is like, you know – that would have meant That's so much to him. 100%. And I think he's won every Aussie over that ever had any doubt about him too. Yeah. Because I was – I never hated him and would have booed him, but, geez, I was a part of the few – I think everyone was a part a of lot the of why people, do we keep why, picking him. Why does he keep coming back? And each time he hasn't really gone out publicly, tried to win everyone over. He just goes out and does his fucking thing, plays cricket. Yeah. And has – it's – I think a lot of it, amazing. a lot of it's got to, um, a lot of it's got to be a credit to to Cummins. I know we talk about how he's, you know, very PC and poli- you know politically correct and everything's sort of la di da now yeah. instead of hard aggressive cricket. But it's not that bully cricket we used to play. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But you've got to, you can't knock it because he's encouraging all the players to be themselves and it's shown on the cricket field because yeah. every time Marsh walks out to bat or Travis Head walks out to bat, they don't look nervous. They just Not go out there and play their natural game, which is to play fucking shots. So, 100%. Yeah, he'd have a big part big part in it. Um, it's, yeah, it, like you said, it's a different culture we have now, but yeah. fuck me, it works. It, oh, 100%. It 100% works. He's brought out confidence in every Don't you remember player. our very first main episode – Patrick Cummins is not a Reggie was the title. Yeah, very <laughs> and we just rip him for being a <laughs> private school Sydney <laughs> fuckwit. Mostly you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much me. Yeah, but it's worse. He still is that. Yeah. But he's it's going well completely in the different. department. <laughs> we needed a culture change anyway, I was to just, be fair. I'm just used to Steve Waugh and Ricky Ponting, Alan yeah. Porter. <laughs> I think we could – there was never really any way for us to go back to those ways of Australian cricket after Sandpaper Gate yeah, because we had such a culture issue – yeah. And that time with, like, the whole Mitch Marsh getting booed at MCG, like, Australia was just in the dumps. Australia was so angry at the cricket team. Just angry in general. I yeah. was fucking angry. Yeah. I was ashamed. I was sitting there watching India pound us at home and then pound us two years later at home with a yeah. full-strength yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, good on you, Marshy. Fucking great to see. Also, quickly, Mitchie Stark. Um, he passed the 2,000-run and 200 wicket milestone. So he had the 200 wickets already. Went past the 2,000 run mark in Test cricket uh, in Melbourne. We haven't talked about that enough. I mean, no. three others have done it for Australia, and they're Richie Benno, Shane Warne, and Mitchell Johnson. Three household names in the cricketing world. So that is a massive, massive feat for Mitch. He kind of flies under the radar because he's he does. He's gotten 300 and something wickets as well. He is. If you look at our bowling. He's right up there. At the moment, our fucking Gary, Paddy, and Starkey are all in that top 10. And yeah. no one really talks about Stark much because. Nah, because he sprays a bit. Yeah. You know, and, but he's a wicket taker. That's what we're saying. He doesn't go do. out there for the try and keep the run rate down no. and slow. His economy is horrible. He was the perfect. Not horrible, but it's not good. But he will. That new ball, he will get it swinging yeah. like fucking no one else that, in world cricket. He can produce that Yorker. 
Oh, when he can, it is something fucking unreal to watch. Yeah. Like that first ball of the Ashes get Rory Burns out. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That is yeah. literally the epitome of it. Or that ball to um, Brendan McCullum in the 2015 oh, World Cup final. That's what I mean. Big moments, he's there. Yeah. And that pretty much won us the game. Yeah. Because was on fire. Though. He was fucking slow. You felt one nation sink to its knees and the other nation yeah. go, we've got him. <laughs> After three balls. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he plays his role perfectly, I mm. think, Stark. Mm. He'll new ball and then once it gets like to around that 20 to like 60 overs, you see obviously spinners come in. Paddy is just perfect. He'll yeah. somehow produce wickets with the most perfect Another five for today. Yeah. Good on him, eh? But yeah. then Starkey will clean up Talenders as well. Yeah, yeah. Just plays his part perfectly. Yep. They're a great bowling quartet at the moment. Fuck I think it was a bit of a show that, um, I mean, it's so hard to compare, compare, compare eras, but fucking who was it? I think it was Ian Smith went on there during another rain delay in Melbourne. Yep. And said that this bowling quartet for Australia is better than fucking Malcolm Marshall, Kirtley Ambrose and the West Indies of the 80s, and I'm just going, shut the fuck up. Wow. That isn't like, like well, I said, different game, but fuck, man. Would you, I'd what much would you... rather go out and face Hazelwood and Cummins who are going to put it on a length every ball yeah. than go and get hit in the fucking face. In by. terms of <laughs> stats and how long they've played together, though, you can't knock I know. them as one of... They are good. Yeah. But let's well, not what go would com- you say they're in comparison to you McGrath, Gillespie, Warren? Of course they are, but Lee. let's not compare. We don't have to compare, let's but they're just up cop in, it. they're let's- up in that company now, I think. Yeah. It's like, like five years. Same as footy when yeah. you go try and compare you can't players. Can't compare eras at all. It's a lot harder with like I just think all sports are the same. You go and watch cricket from the fucking seventies. It's a different game. And you look and go, fucking how are they even hitting that? Like, yeah, not the pace of it. I just mean their bats and their techniques and shit. So different. 100%. Imagine Starkey coming out bowling 150k Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> in the 60s one one 70s. of those bats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You fucked. Yeah. Oh, and like so many sixes get hit now because of the bats and the small grounds and stuff. You yeah, watch those game old games. Te- test cricket has completely changed. You watch you those play- old games and the, there's no boundary rope. No. And you got to actually hit the ball to the fucking fence. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, different game, different eras. When and people play, like when you see people calling smudges innings that saved us in Melbourne where you got 50 off 170 or they were saying it's oh, boring, horrible cricket. That is actually traditional test yeah. cr- cricket. Fuck up. Yeah. That's fucking, that was a, Melbourne, that was a great test match. That man. that was a true was contest between bat and ball. Proper test cricket. Pretty well the whole time. And it was just so good to see the ball doing moving in the air. Yeah. It made it so much harder for them. Even 60, 70 overs in, you're going, what yeah. the fuck? Started reversing and shit. Hooping. No, it was great. I That was fucking proper test cricket. And that's a credit to Pakistan as well. Yeah, for showing up. Like even the best of the best teams come to Australia, they go, were you any away country and you struggle yeah you don't you're meant to struggle yeah. in different countries and different conditions and they have fucking shown up when everyone written them off yeah it showed up today as well it's first day in sydney they've been bowled out for 313 jamal has oh, come out they shouldn't have got 313 no way our tactics late in the day were horrid at one point stark was bowling just way too angry and just bowling absolute pies. And Marnus was at the other end, and I just went get these two off. They had a um, they said a stat in that 
third session, there was a time in that third session where the pace bowlers, whoever it was, whether it was Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, 94% of balls were short. Yeah. And old mate's just standing there going, thank you, thank you, thank he you. He was absolutely slogging them. Yeah. He kind of deserved 100, to be honest. He did. He's had a great tour. Yeah. He took that six far in, in the first debut test, as well. in his debut, and then he's made 80. Also batted well in Melbourne, so... He no, saved – he turned a pretty – well, they were four for pretty early on as well. They were five for 100. Yeah. They, they should, should not, not have got 300. They should not have even gotten well over 200. I'm a bit – They were um, looking like it. They, were, and they ended up turning 230, 240 when they were nine far. Yeah. And 313. Like the way that Jamal was batting – Jamal, Yamal, I don't know how you pronounce it – but the way he was batting and he got in that groove and his confidence, he looked yeah. like he was a top-order batsman. Well, that's sort of the scary thing for them going into tomorrow is that it looks like the pitch is flattening out. Yeah, and it's a road. We're lucky that we took those five wickets early because yeah. otherwise if, you know, Baba got in or Masood got yeah. in, they could, you know. Well, So it's looking like it's going to be a great day for batting tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, which, you know... So 313, we shouldn't have let him get that much, but there's a lot of cricket to be played. I think and the pitch works in our favour now. We go and we go and put 500 on in the next day and a half, and obviously try and make them be the last team to bat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which so. I think it looks like that's kind of the game plan because look at the send off Warner's getting for the first innings. Well, there's a chance he's always he going to get that. Though. Yeah, there's a chance he could go out and bat again. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't think that's like Sydney. We have made a lot of fucking runs in that first inning over the years. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we'll talk about Warner now. Um, his retirement from Test and ODI cricket. Yeah, ODI it? is confirmed too. So, absolutely divided opinions during the second half of his career. None less than on this couch. Yes. <laughs> um, really just divided him, divided opinions, particularly obviously after the ball tampering saga. Um, the stats tell a story of an absolute beast of a player in Australia, but he did struggle overseas in test match cricket. Um, his white ball cricket stats away from home are as good as any, but in test cricket away from home, he really did struggle. He made, oh, he has made, he could turn this into 27, but he's made 26 test hundreds, which is elite, but 20 of those are in Australia and three of them are in South Africa and South African conditions are very similar very to ours, similar, as we yeah. know. So, just the three hundreds outside of those sort of that sort of conditions. His strike rate's obviously what set him apart from all other openers, not only in his era but all the eras before him. Um, to strike at seventy one or seventy per hundred balls for your whole career, hundred and ten plus tests is just an amazing feat. He's our, I think he's our, th- uh, he might be our third greatest run scorer ever across all formats um, behind Ricky Ponting and Steve Waugh. Yeah. So that's obviously Steve Waugh and Ricky Ponting didn't play too much T20 cricket or anything like that, but they played a lot more test matches than him. So to be up there um, with them in any conversation is obviously something the numbers to be very don't proud lie. of. Love him or hate him, the numbers don't fucking lie. To average one of our greatest white ball cricketers ever. So If not... V. He averages over 45 in one day in a national cricket, opening the batting. Let that sink in. That is incredible to yeah. average 45 and open the batting. Um, I still remember his first ever game for Australia in that 2009 T20 game at the G. So I, my little sister was just born 
and I just had surgery yep. in hospital. And we were laid up in my hospital fucking bed and watched this bloke who no one had ever heard of go out and smack 90 or 89 um, at the MCG and just cart sixes everywhere. Oh, yeah, I think we? everyone will, who watched it won't ever forget that because who would have ever thought that he'd play 100-plus test matches for Australia no. after that innings? Well, that was the whole controversy when he got brought in was this bloke is too much of a slogger. His strike rate's way too high. He's a white ball cricket player. You go watch that fucking innings and he doesn't slog too many balls in that innings, yeah. even back then. He plays proper just swings of the bat, yep. and they he fucking middles most of them. <laughs> he was <clears throat> the reason why he had a bat called the kaboom. <laughs> yeah. He pretty well revolutionised opening batting. Uh, in test cricket, yeah. Yeah, test cricket for 100%. sure. 100%. He, um, yeah, like a lot of people have said, there's been a lot, of, a lot of good cricketers, and Australia's had a lot of great cricketers as well, but... Not too many have sort of changed the way that you play the game. And I think that's the biggest key to him is he he changed the way that opening the batting in test cricket was viewed and looked at. unheard of. Yeah. It's like you come out there and your job as an opener is to like just take the sting out of that new ball. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard. You sort of... We're taking a bit of credit away from Verenda Saywag there for India because he definitely did that as well. Yeah. And he actually, at the start of Warner's career, he told David Warner that you will make a lot of runs in test cricket because captains and fielding sides, they set really attacking fields at the start of a test match. So there's fucking gaps everywhere. Yeah. If you play your shots, you will make runs. Yeah. You'll just give chances away, which is, you know, that's the uh, double-edged sword, isn't it? It is. So, it is. Um, obviously, those stats are great. Um, but I think a big part for Warner <clears throat> is like stats are great, yeah, and what he did revolutionised, but it was the how long he did it for. Mm. And to even come back from the Sandpaper saga right. across three formats to do it for 13, 14 years yep. is really what like defines that legacy for me. Yep. Yeah, we used him as a, um, this is my opinion, we used him as a scapegoat for that whole Ball tampering saga in I South did Africa. personally as well. Yeah. Still kind of do. Yeah, I know. And it's fucking, it shits me because, yes, okay, our cricket back then. So Steve Smith, Cameron Bancroft, they get the year ban as well. Um, but The Warner, two captains and the bloke who actually did it, yeah. Warner was the one who was literally blamed for the whole culture of Australian cricket at the time. He got the lifetime ban of the le- leadership ban. Yeah. You're never allowed to lead anywhere. He was told that the win at all costs and the bully bullying factor and how aggressive we were on the field, Warner got blamed for that whole culture. And like you said to me before, people think that Warner personally bullied Cameron Bancroft into doing it. Yeah. Well that that's is, been the cannot whole, be true. That's been the whole thing that I've been like kind of based my belief upon was and that I've heard not from fucking the grapevine, but from Australian cricket media, is that he was like, you fucking do this, you know. I know, He's but the vice captain. I don't know. But you see characteristics of it in his gameplay. Like, there's a reason why people say he's that bully and they use him as that scapegoat. It's yeah, believable shit. A bully and he's aggressive. <clears throat> he's I fucking aggressive. love it. <laughs> it is good. I Honestly, if for some reason, if it wasn't Warner, I would like – his style of aggressiveness on the field. But I just 
cringe at it now. Because is it because he's small? It's not even just that. It's just ever <laughs> since I just lost, I lost respect for all three of them and Australian cricket for a bit there after the whole sandpaper incident. You know the media put that in your head, eh? That whole shit. Oh, I know. It gets other ha- fucking it, it teams and other players from teams got two-week bans and one-week yeah. bans, but because our media fucking hammered it and shoved it down your throat, they do it with everything. Yeah. If they want you to believe something, they fucking hammer you in the media and then everyone thinks it. So anyway. Well, they've we said it themselves. They Like series, you watch the test series on Amazon and they talk about themselves. They say Australia was in the dumps. Yeah. JL had to come into a struggling fucking team. And like, I'll, yeah, I don't know. Something with Warner I just can't stand in the last few years. And that doesn't fucking discredit his batting. I think he's a fantastic opener, like I've said before. Yeah. His skill has outweighed it for me. But as a bloke and his culture and influence on the team, I don't think he should have really ever been in a leadership position in the first place. Mm. It kind of felt like Smudge and Warner were put in there because they were the two best. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of agree there with Smith. I think... Um, and he still is a co-vice captain. He's very... He's cricket brain, though. You're never going to be... Like, he's the perfect captain brain-wise. Yeah, he's But whether... Whether um, he can reflect it upon the team and be a natural leader. That's right. Sometimes leaders aren't the most skillful. 100%. Yeah. They're the ones who the team looks up to and sort of, you know. But, yeah, um, he's been – Warner. back to Warner, he's dealt with a lot of off-field shit too, like involving his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been through a bit, the bloke, and I think he should be fucking very proud of his career and how he's – he come back from probably the darkest place imaginable and still forged out been. a good career. That 12 so. months – you can't imagine what would have been going on those three heads. Yeah. yeah. Hope you make 100 tomorrow and go out on a high, mate. Yeah. Good on you. I wouldn't. I hope you make 100, but I'd laugh if you got bowled middle stump for fucking four <laughs> runs, five Jesus runs. Jesus Christ. This cunt's going yeah, well, right way to get fucking booted <laughs> off this couch. I'm going to cop a fucking bit of heat for this, but I can guarantee I'm not the only one that thinks Warner isn't a little. No, you won't be. And that's what I mean. That's the perfect. Opening. It has, like you started with that, it is divided. Divided Australian, yeah. Because no one likes Warner outside of Australia. He mm. is one of the most hate. If he's probably the most hated Aussie cricketer in world of cricket. Ooh, fucking, there's some big allegations over here. As like current players in that 11, <laughs> like across all formats, everyone hates Warner. <laughs> right, I reckon. <laughs> as if you're not an Australian fan, you hate Warner. And I get it. I do get it. Right, I don't hate him, but... But you hate him. <laughs> but I'd laugh if he got bowled out. Oh, fuck off. Nothing. Well, moving on, just quickly to some other cricket news. The Aussie girls, um, they come back really, really well after they lost the standalone test match against India. Um, they've come back and won the three-match ODI series, 3-0. They just find a way to win in white ball cricket, them girls. They, they The second match of the series, they were gone. I think India needed 40 off about 40 balls, um, only four wickets down. And somehow the Aussies won. It took three quick wickets, turned the game around. Um, and then they dominated the first game. Everyone chipped in with the bat except for the skipper. She got a duck. Um, but then last night, or two nights ago for the listeners, I think we were none for 189 after 27 overs. Wow. Alyssa Healy and uh, Litchfield. Litchfield ended up getting 100. Alyssa Healy got 85. We made 340 or something fucking and then bowled hell. them out for 150. Just stuck it to Just them. Just fucking gave it to them. Now we've got Good the three-match uh, 
T20 series over there. Come so on, girls. That's sort of going to be the deciding. Yeah. The decider they, of deciders. Yeah. Well, they play a, series each. a lot more T20 cricket than any other format the yeah. girls do because yep. of, you know, it's not test cricket. They won't, wouldn't get the numbers there. Fuck so. all test cricket that gets played yeah. in women's format. Which is, was great for them to be able to go to India and play one because. Yeah. How many subcontinent tours? They Surely they wouldn't have done in many. In test cricket, especially. Yeah. yeah. And like. Growing up, they would have heard all the stories of the the turning pitches and the dust bowls and yeah. surviving Something late on day five and all yeah. that, and they wanted to experience tick, it. Take a like box in yeah. your cricket career, say, yeah, I've got a hundred or I got fifty yeah. in a turning pitch in India or five for or something. Yeah, yeah. good on them. Great um, to see. Big Bash has been fucking plenty of rain around the country, <laughs> <Yeah>. affecting <laughs> games all over the place. Some are getting results like ma- uh, rain affected. Duckworth Lewis, um, some of them aren't even getting a start. No. Um, the Heat have had two full washouts now. They're actually on right now as we record. So it looks like they're going to get this game in. Um, we've had fucking good rain here too, eh? We've had a lot. And some impressive storms. Fucking oh. Some real nice storms. All um, over like December was just... Every second and third day, we're having rain. Bigger, like this proper is the greenest. Ones. Yeah, this is so, the greenest I've seen CQ in a long fucking time. Yeah, man, it's been good because it's been like sun. It's been hot, but when it hasn't been, been raining, it has been fucking. It's almost hot. been like so. I did a year up in Darwin. I worked up there, and it was almost like December, like the first part of it where it was so muggy and fucked. It yeah. was building up, and that's what it does up north. Is yep. it builds up and builds up. And then you'll get afternoon storms, if not every day, I every second day. I can't really stand muggy heat, eh? Like, oh, it I makes you angry, north, eh? I couldn't live North Queensland. I can do dry heat. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I'm used to, to it. Perth like, or something. Yeah, but fuck, I can't do, like, far North Queensland yeah, humidity. A little, <laughs> a little pale red. Yeah, I'm not built for it. I'm built for the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's built for Scotland. That's for sure. Um the stars, eh? Look like they've found their mojo after that horror start. Horrible they've, start. Um, yeah, they're playing really well. Maxwell and, and the Stoin there got them home the other night. They also won a couple of nights ago in another rain-affected one. That was um, the first Melbourne derby of the of the season, and I yep. like how they always do it on the. It's always like second or third of January or something. Yeah. Because everyone's sort of school holidays still, and I actually you get a went good crowd. Yeah. I went to one, I think it was 2016. So 2016 New Year's, so it would have just been 2016. Yep. And um, there was 80,000 there. Wow. So we rocked up. We're like, oh, we'll go to the Big Bash, you know, while we're here in Melbourne. Just had, we'd been there since the 27th and hadn't stopped fucking yeah. <laughs> on it. Yeah. So we got, well, yeah, we'll do something today. We'll go to the Big Bash. And I remember we got there half an hour before the game and we fucking missed the first over because – I, I don't so think they packed. were expecting yeah. that many people. They weren't prepared for it. Nah, so we couldn't fucking took us ages to get in. But nah, it's good. So um, many families would go and have make a night, yeah. night out of it, you know. As much as I've said on the show that I'm not a massive fan of T20 cricket, but it would still mm. be prime. So I haven't been to T20 cricket before, so I'd fucking love to do it at least once. You've never been to a heat game? Nope. Where? Well. I've been to a heat game. I've been to a couple cricket matches at the Gabba. Yeah, right. But it's all been most... I've I always forget you're a fucking infant. I'm still young, yeah, yeah. only 20. <laughs> I did live, a lot of cricket to watch. I did live there for a couple of years too, so... Yeah, it's difficult being it in... I've got to do a whole fucking trip if I want to go watch yeah. the cricket. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, just yeah, go, yeah. I'll just go to the Gabba this I've done a few test matches there while I live there. 
couple of ODIs against the Poms. Nice. Um, but tell you what would be a good night. Our local uh, resident Adelaide listener, <laughs> there's probably more than that, but yeah. the one who, you know, messages me, leaky messages me in all the time, the traditional New Year's Eve game at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah. That looks like a great night. And because they've made it a traditional thing now, it's awesome. People I still remember Travis up. Head scoring that yeah, 100 there, 100. hitting three sixes on the last over or something like that to win win the game for the, the strikers. And then they've sort of made a big tradition out of it now. So that'd be good to get there. Fucking oath it would. But uh, Linny did big damage the other night. They, they end up losing because Stoinis. Was that was this was for the All In League Two, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Linda hit a six. Yeah, he hit four sixes or something. Didn't no, he? I think that was the game before. Ah, oh, okay. yeah. So that was New Year's Eve. Yep. He got eighty off about forty. Yep. They scored two hundred and then Stoinis fucking come out and. They end up winning yes. easy in the end. I know what you're talking about. I was, yeah, I remember watching it at the pub, but I was like fucking <laughs> 75% cut. So not much was processing in my brain, but I remember seeing yeah. well, yep, Stars versus Strikers. It looked like a great game. And then in the end, they got there with fucking seven balls left or something. Yeah. Stoinis just went off. Um, now, just quickly on the Porth, Perth Scorchers chat from last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Bloke by the name of Hayden Dunscombe, he's putting the RLC about us underestimating how much WA loves the Scorchers. That isn't true. What we were saying is how much they do love the Scorchers and that it's piss poor that you'll turn out 40,000 fans for a fucking domestic T20 game but could barely scrape together 40,000 across four days for an international test match. So basically we're saying you do love the Scorchers a lot. Yeah, we were um, pretty well. You just confirmed what we had said already. Yeah, so that's all. I'm a traditionalist. I don't know, even think that's a word, but especially it when it be. comes to cricket. Yeah. Um, I love the purest form of the game, and what you saw at the MCG was a fucking contest between bat and ball for four days, and it was unreal to see. That so was cricket. I could never see myself. Yeah, this is entertainment. It's yeah. he, oh, sorry. I, I mean, this is what's on in the background right now. We're watching which is the big bash. Six, we are yeah. watching it, and I'll get around it. But it's entertainment. It's not a fucking sport. It's yeah. It's <laughs> look. Test cricket is cricket, and like you said, the MCG, the Boxing Day Test, was cricket. I could never but see myself is, choosing T Twenty over Test cricket ever. Yeah, you could show someone who's never watched cricket in their life big bash and go, "I like that." Yeah, because it's not yeah, really exactly. cricket. Yeah, yeah. I think non-cricket five fans. days of ninety over cricket, where it's fucking down to the bone. Yeah, and non-cricket they, fans will go. With that. Yeah, lots of not every fucking non-cricket. Perth fans. love entertainment. <laughs> there we go. You love entertainment. No, I'm not saying that you aren't cricket fans either. I just mean a lot of non-cricket fans like T20 cricket and yep. wouldn't have a clue about Test cricket. 100%. Right up. Nail on the head. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thanks. See, you've fucking created a bit of content for us and yeah. uh, thank you for it, mate. Yeah. And well, I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt at the start, but now even after the Sydney test, it has more confirmed that you love entertainment because there's 33,000 people today at day one of the Sydney test. And the numbers are going to be bigger tomorrow because they want to see Warner get runs. I honestly, and then day three is Jane McGrath day. So. I think day tomorrow, day two, there will be 
fucking a lot of people going now. Fucking oath, nearing the weekend too. Well, this time of year, no one's really at work. It's like Perth couldn't have been set up better. It is for people to go. I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. If it was Friday, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit better. Yeah, it could have been a bit better. <laughs> yeah, but or a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Saturday would be pretty much perfect. <laughs> yeah. We need but two look, days of rain. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, please. God, no. We'll Don't be. threaten Sydney with that. Or can't even. We've just probably jinxed it. Yeah. Sydney just goes, what rain? We'll be right. <laughs> Oi, Darts World Championships, mate. We've Huge. spoken about it for a couple of weeks. Almost at its conclusion. There's been some fucking cracking round of 16 quarterfinals. And then two, uh, I won't say great semifinals this morning. Very, very one-sided. But... The story is Luke Littler. He's a 16-year-old teenager playing in his first World Champs. He's had an enormous year. He's uh, won some shit. He won, I think, the junior, some junior World Championship title. And he's just an absolute – he plays it up to the crowd. He's an absolute character. Oh, fucking he is. he purposely leaves massive finishes. So for those who don't know, in a leg of darts, you either need to finish on a double for it to equal – say you got – fucking 38 left, you have to hit double 19 because yeah. that would take you to zero. Or you can hit the ball. The highest finish, the highest possible checkout that you can leave yourself is 170 to get with three darts because you go triple 20, triple 20, bull. Yep. He'll fucking purposely leave himself 170 <laughs> just to G the crowd up oh. because he knows how much the crowd loves a 170 finish. Yeah, how good is it? <laughs> fucking so good to see. And he's 16, man. 16, all he loves is throwing darts and eating kebabs and pizza. Clearly. They all do, (laughs) man. Yeah, he loves They are all big boys. All he can think about is just getting out of there and going to kebab shop. (laughs) Look, it's fucking cool. Has he even had a beer, you reckon? Surely. Well, he can't legally have a fucking beer. He surely has had a beer. (laughs) Maybe one or two. but man, that's so young. It's wild to think that he's out there, like, playing a sport where it is the fans have, like, fucking built it around just drinking piss <laughs> and he's not even of age to do it yet. Like nowhere near it either. No, he's got a fucking while to go. Oh, good, on him. good on his parents too. They've done it properly because it got me thinking why, like you want to get your kids into a sport and you want them to succeed, you know, set yourself up for a bit of an early retirement. Oh, yeah. So, you have, oh, we'll get him into footy. We'll get him into cricket, soccer, something where we can just make money off him. But then you've got to pay lots of money for him to pay play. Pay lots of money, do continuous hours of training and a lot of effort yourself. <laughs> Take him everywhere. Why not just drive down to the fucking pub every fucking day, get your kid to throw some darts while you drink beers? <laughs> yeah, Project, that? Project <laughs> Littler. That's what I'm doing for my first child. <laughs> Project Littler. Project Littler. <laughs> That is fucking gold. It's work smarter, not harder. Well, yeah, hundred um, percent. He's always. They obviously got him a bowl of chips every time <laughs> <laughs> they took him to a the kebab. pub too. Right, oh, mate. You hear bullseye here? You getting a kebab in the way? <laughs> That's why he's so good. <laughs> what a story that'd be, though. Fucking unreal. That would have to be one of the like out of just sport in general. That'd have to be one of the youngest world champions ever, mm. regardless of the sport. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fucking, that'd be a great let us thing, know man. any younger ones. Huh? Yeah. Please. Um, Remember that fucking diver for Australia that won gold that year? She was about fucking 14. I don't know if it was Commonwealth Games or Olympics, but, yeah, uh, Melissa Wu, she was so young, man, and she was in the the tandem dives. 
Wow. Yeah. 14. Yeah, I think she was fucking 14. Man, I was playing fucking video games and worrying yeah. about my glad And she made Australia. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gerwin Price went out early, which was fucking good to see. Fuck, I hate him. But like I said uh, last week, once it got to the last 16, um, there were some cracking matchups. Michael Smith, the world number one. Well, he won't be the world number one after this uh, tournament, but he lost four sets to nil against Chris Doby, the big Dobes. <laughs> and then Doby went and lost the next round after being up four sets to nil. Quarterfinals go to his first to five sets, whereas yeah. round of 16 was first to four sets. He was up four sets to nil and then lost 5-4. Wow. Got to be the best comeback ever from Rob Cross. Um, crossy. Fucking unreal. MVG's always a crowd favourite. He bowed out in the, the ball, quarters. Dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is... he was so dominant for years, man. Well, that's why I have no fuck all about darts, but that's a bloke's face I fucking remember. He's been like the face of the game as you know. Mate, he played so bad. Really? Like he played terribly. That's the only reason why old mate beat him. I saw and his then... Instagram and he's punching his missus. Is <laughs> he's <laughs> like... punching his missus? No, <laughs> <laughs> punching above his weight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good well, on, good on him. Fucking good on him. Yeah, big, throw darts. Another reason why be big, project, fat, and bald, and throw darts. Another and reason, misses. Project Littler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he played shocking. So the bloke that beat him lost six sets to nil in the semi this morning. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that is demoralising. Um, Luke Humphreys, he's the one. I believe Luke Humphreys is the one who. Um, I think I hope I got the semis right there. Humphreys won 6 0 and Littler won 6 1 or something. Yeah. So okay. Luke Humphreys is dominance then. definitely the favourite. So they've been saying each time I've watched, they've been saying that Humphreys 2023 was one of the best years like that you've had. Found that year they've had. Especially, and they put an earmark on this, especially at televised events. Yeah. He'd only lost three matches at televised events all year. Wow. Because obviously they don't televise all so of them. So how's the format work? Like before it gets to, so it's like round of six, is it just knockout stage the it's whole way? It's knockout the whole way, yeah. Yeah, and how many people compete at the start? 96, I think there is at the start. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why it goes for fucking so long. Yeah. Because they only do sort of a few hours a session. Yeah, yeah. Play a few matches every day. Uh, but, yeah, I think that Luke Humphreys – they were saying that he had been playing not that well, but he'd been winning. Mm-hmm. And if he found his form, then he'll be the one to beat. And I think he has because he won his um, I think he won his quarterfinal five one, and then he won six nil in the semi. Wow! So he's fucking he's hitting form at the right time. But so I'm got, I'm going for the kid. Yeah, so you've got the in form and one of the best years in darts versus yeah. a sixteen year old wonder kid. Yeah, who's who just is unreal. Shake up the whole. Fucking I might world get up sport. and watch that in the morning. Fuck, that'd be entertaining. Yeah. And just doing it while dressed in a stupid as fuck costume. Yeah. Drinking <laughs> yeah. fucking pint after pint after pint. Oh, how good. <laughs> how good. We got to do it, man. That whole Ali Pally, Alexandra Palace setup is so good. It's a bucket list definitely, thing in sport. Definitely doing it one year. Fucking oath we are. Um, get a Reggie brigade over there. Yeah. <laughs> in the Regis. Oh, Imagine wouldn't that, that be a spectacle? Fuck, we'd rip in. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Standard squeeze, guys. Standard squeeze. Squeeze of the week. Brought to you by the standard squeeze. We love these guys um, and their creation. Getting rid of that hassle and carry on of having glass bottled spirits all over the place. Uh, measure yourself your standard drink at a time. Make it a double. Grab the big shot. Fucking whatever. Jump on uh, standardsqueeze.com. Use the code Reggie15. It's going to be there. Let's not say forever, but it's going to be there for a long time. A long Reggie15. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't get some fucking urgency no, no, to no. get on there. Just in case you think I sound like a broken record, well, I'm going to fucking say it every week. So. Oh, we say it every week and um, we talk it up every week. They've got heaps of other stuff too, shirts and snapbacks and eskies even. All the gear, ski. All the gear and heaps of idea. So, <laughs> well, um, you would have had to have heaps of idea for this masterpiece. Bloody oath. It's that, so simple but so fucking good. Fucking oath. And when you do get them, make sure you give them some love on the socials. Follow them. Support the blokes um, who support us. Tag them in shit. Our Reggie's four and ones are not far away either. They look amazing. They've been shipped from Victoria. They are on their way to fucking Queensland. We can't wait to drop these on you. They're going to be prime. They're going to fly um, off the shelf. The do we have a squeeze? Shelf. Look, I feel like giving it to you for just shit canning Warner. <laughs> oh, you can go. But I won't. I've do done that. worse and I haven't gotten squeeze. But honestly. <laughs> Oh, I think we've came in the one thing we've become unprepared for. We've come very underprepared for squeezing. Well, we've got a captain in mind. That's and a great th- catch, that. That was a great catch. Great catch. What um, a shit bloke as well. <laughs> Tom Curran. Right, oh, getting, was it? Yeah. God, I'll just give it to him again. Oh, I would if I could, mate. Um, Honestly, there wasn't much squeezing. No, there wasn't. I might actually you. have. Nah, we won't give it to him. Oh, well, maybe Who we were just you thinking? Have, nah, it was just fucking Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give Larry the squeeze for this fucking burnout he did on New Year's Eve. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, that is squeeze-worthy. Bro, it was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. So <laughs> Wendy and Cass were in the – they put the DJ decks in the in the shed Yep. and locked the back door of the shed. So there's a massive roller door at the front and like a back door, like a normal shed, mm-hmm. I suppose. They put the DJ decks in there. We're all pissed. The girls were on the decks, not – Going great, they can't DJ, but they're having a <laughs> Just bit of spinning having the, a bit of fun. Spinning the record, yeah. Yeah. Um Lazar's reversed the Silverado up. I was in the passenger seat, didn't know the what was about truck. To, didn't know what was about to unfold. Turned the traction control off, absolutely lit up the rubber that's in front of the shed. Oh. And I'm talking twenty to thirty seconds. And he got into third gear <laughs> while not moving and just burning rubber. You couldn't see fucking 10 centimetres in front of you. Fucking they hell. Couldn't get out, they couldn't get out of the shed because there was fucking shit flicking up and in there and they couldn't see. And a big DJ deck. I've just gone boom, 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 fucking stop, man, stop. And they've come running out of the fucking Fuming. garage. Wendy was just like more coughing, trying to get some fresh air. Yeah. And Cass has just fucking – you thought the burnout was a, getting lit up. Cass lit Cameron up for the next fucking 20 minutes. It would have been ripped in half. Fuck, man. And we're, we're all standing there going, 
that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, but none of us stopped it. And there's like video footage, so everyone's filming Holy it. Fuck. <laughs> I'm just going, well, how do we let that happen? Alcohol and vehicles don't usually mix well. So <laughs> you'd expect that. Is that a bit of like a podcast crossover? <laughs> We're giving What's him that? squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, I can't man. think of fucking anything. There wasn't much squeezing in the sport. Yeah, anymore. I don't even know where that came from. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> Sorry, Laz, if you didn't want me to tell that story. Have yeah. you ever seen my cousin Cassidy blow up? Uh, I've seen her in work mode. Because you don't want to. And, <laughs> and so I, I know, I'm like, I haven't seen it, but I've heard and I know I'm like, yeah, she could. <laughs> She's intimidating at times. Yeah. Well, full force was on Cameron Lowry at about 10 p.m. Um, <laughs> could also you? give it to the – oh, nah. The electrical storm on the night. We lost power at 11.58. No shit. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah. We had the timers going, two minutes to go till New Year's, and then obviously the phone still worked, but yeah. DJ's Dex is there was no, hammering. There it was had, no records getting spun. It had absolutely pissed down for the last hour, so everyone's wet and we're dancing, and it was actually the funnest night. And then 11.58, boom, dead silence, pitch black. Fuck me. That is horrible. <laughs> this timing. has been an interesting squeeze segment. Yeah, we've kind of uh, segued onto a lot of other shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Larry, you can have it. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Captain. Yeah, the skip. We'll give it to the skip, eh? This um, one. CTC, Captain of the Week. We love having the support of Knuckles. Um, you guys know all about him by now. He's a legend of a bloke. He has got the trucker cap game on lock. Doesn't he? <laughs> Create your own or, you know, choose from many, many designs that are already on the website. We keep saying it. You're probably sick of hearing it, but you can make whatever hat you want. There is pretty much no restrictions. I'm not going to say there is none, just in case some fuckwit goes on there and tries to say yeah. something <laughs> extremely racist or whatever. <laughs> so there's pretty much no Knuckle restrictions. will let a lot of shit you slide can is what we're saying. make your own hat. It's unreal. Awesome for any sort of occasion, especially group events. And You're stuff, spot you know? on with having the trucker cap game on fucking hold. Doesn't he ever? Because you look around and you see, oh, that looks like a trucker cap. Bang, CTC on the side. Yeah. No matter what it looks like, there's a CTC on there. Yeah. So fucking oath. Um, knuckles. For me, it's got to go to a bloke that has, in his last three bowling innings, taken five wickets. The captain of Australia. The captain of the Australian the test side. Correct. He, Patrick this Cummins. is his full circle moment. It is. <laughs> Episode one, he was the squeeze. 50. Episode 50, he's got to get it now. <laughs> he has to. He's got to get it now. He has to. Oh, well deserved, Bart. Fucking, fucking very well deserved, Patrick. You've uh, you've proved it's a always, lot of people wrong. It, like, it is always fucking, I don't know if it just, for me personally, being, because he's a bowler. And the way he captains that team, and then to go out and do fucking pull Michelle Pfeiffer's out of his ass. Yeah, it well, is. Or it's like more special to me. It's like fuck, that's an amazing feat. Like good on him, man. To captain the team, to and captain to the team go as a bowler, and get like, yeah. him coming in as captain after Payne as bowler, everyone went, "Oh, bowlers shouldn't be fucking captains." Yeah, and he's I'm just still gone. in. I'm still in that corner. But. Yeah, but <laughs> he but he hasn't done anything yet to I prove know. otherwise, and I that's know. why I think fucking good on him. Yeah, it's good to see, Skip. and it was. Skip gets skip. It was awesome to see him get 10 far and then backed it up today. He's just so fucking clinical and precise. Yeah. Some of those balls in Melbourne were just absolute seeds, mm. man. Spot on. That first one that got Barbo out in the first innings. Oh, oh my God. Fuck you. What a ball. And day. they were 
they were up him about his technique a little bit, Barbara's arm, which yeah. I do agree with. It was, you know, he had a big gap between um, his bat and his pad, but fuck, man, just give credit where it's due, eh? Bubba is one of the best batsmen across all formats yeah. at the moment, so to be able to do that, like, he just turns up. Paddy has always turned up when we need him to. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Australia, we just turn up when we need to, though. We, yeah. <laughs> the whole fucking That's right. 11 just well, turns up. Well, we keep up. saying on it, we keep harping on about how Pakistan are going to play good cricket for a few sessions. Yeah. And they play have played a lot more good sessions than I was going to give them credit for at the start of the series, but... We're, we're just, just better. Beasts. We're just beasts over here. We're, so we're just be- better. And so many people I've seen on social media are saying, Australia, get away with another lucky win there. They're so lucky. Look at this. They get away with the lucky ashes. Pakistan should have beaten them. Pakistan were better. It's to like- be fair, that's those statements aren't that untrue, but they could word them differently. Yeah. And say Pakistan. Give them credit where credit is due, but we're still better. Yeah. Like They, they were fucking... Not oh, lucky. I gave them their they credit, weren't lucky. Yeah. Pakistan were very good, but they were. The, old mate dropped those two absolute sitters. Yeah. How can you blame Australia for that? Yeah, exactly. If he, if um, Shafiq, I think his name is, if he took Mitch Marsh in that second innings when he was on twenty, yeah, and we were five for we 50, were already we were rattled, in big trouble, man. Yep. So don't fucking blame. Australia getting lucky when that happens. Luck goes either way in that's not cricket. luck. That's yeah, and that is not luck. That is poor feeling. That's terrible skill. <laughs> that is horrible skill. Mark Ward just absolutely shakes his head, eh? Oh, because he was it was so easy to him. Yeah, to catch the cricket ball, he just can't understand how it's not as easy for everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> well, my point on that is just stop saying we're lucky and that we're undeserved because at the end of the day, it's who wins and we win. We do more often than not. India should have won the World Cup. Yeah, but they didn't. We did. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice shot. England should have won the Ashes. Yeah, but they didn't. We retained it. Damn straight. And Pakistan should have won the Boxing Day Test. Well, they didn't. It's going to be at least. So just we'll just have a shit can on England for two minutes. They last won the Ashes in 2015. That's the last time they held them. Yep. They lost them in 2017-18. Back at home. So we don't have an Ashes series until 2024-25 that season. There's no way they're going to beat us out here. No. I'll go on the record and put whatever amount of nuts on it. 24-25, so that's this. No. Uh, sorry. Well, we're 24 now, mate. I fucked that up. 25-26, yeah, I believe, is the next right. Ashes series. Yeah, and that'll be in well, Oz. In Oz, so they're not winning there. No. And then the next one in England won't be until, let's say, 2028. Yep. So that's going to be 13 years. It's a long time. Held the ashes. It's getting up to that big stretch again, like and it was just, when they did it in 05. Yeah, you know? and they just sit on their fucking moral victory. Yeah, no, they're going well, the Poms. We just find a way to talk about it now, every episode. I know. <laughs> but they're at the gate, and they're off. Goes up the inside. She's cutting loose now. He's trying. Can he do it? She's going to blow. Here he comes. Boom. Right over the top. We'll move on. We'll have a punt. And Barb's the Brisbane horseman. Look, he found some form last week. His best value running second. Only the favourite beat him. Um, And then his best absolutely bolted in by lengths and lengths. So, nine out of ten performance, Barb's. Good on you, Barb's. I... 
threatened a possible apology. Um, so the week before, I've trimmed him up. I've skipped through it a bit. He was harping, but he I, was shafted. He was shafted, and you know, I we didn't. felt bad last week. Soon well, as I, I didn't heard, have anything to feel bad for. No, nah, <laughs> but as soon as I heard his thirty-second recording. Last week, where he didn't even give us dull. any insight, and he sounded flat, and he was it down. Was very dull. And I just, you know, I sat here last week. I was in oh, shock. I haven't I seen you that remorseful. I didn't know what to say. So, sitting here today on the couch, looking down the camera, I just want to take this time to apologise to absolutely <laughs> no cunt. The G one does what the fuck he wants. Get over it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Did you think me. I was going to say sorry then? That was an absolute Oscar <laughs> performance. Barbs is probably sitting there when he listens to his smoke going, oh, fuck, I really appreciate that. And then just going, what? <laughs> Tucking the tail between that the legs. Tail, you fucking walked up to him with the poly behind your back there and then just grabbed him and flogged him. <laughs> no, but nine out of ten performance, mate. And, yeah, not um, quite a 10, but it was a 9. Let's see if that's the formula, you know. It has Just to Just bang it out. 30 seconds. Boom. Just bang. Boom, give boom, it to boom, us. Boom, boom. Because, yeah, we base a lot on this show on formulas and what we do in the past. He stopped barking because he thought that was making him lose. So now you've gotten a win by Nah, I want it, I want it back up. to normal. I, want I it do. Back to it normal. felt wrong. Like, you got a win, but it felt wrong. Yeah. Just not telling me... The insight he has yeah. as a horseman. So, um, now that we've just sort of said how we went last week, I'll uh, I'll play the clip, eh? We're going. We're swinging this week. So I'm going to Randwick Race One, Number One Parkour. It's paying two dollars sixty to win, and I'm going on it. We've got a two-parter. And it's this Friday night in the Big Bash. I'm going Chris Lynn to hit a six and score 20 runs. Ooh. So that's my leg, boys. Rip in. Reggie's. Barb's is best this week. Mooney Valley Race at nine. Number six, Peace Treaty. 260 at the time of recording. And there it is. Wow. So, uh, Couple of prints. Yeah. Three winners. Yeah. Um, well, Tom and I did our bit in the all-in. But yeah, I uh, know. Oh, that's coming up too. I've got uh, – it was. It was a good performance from you and Tommy. And the, I'm filthy. There were a couple of swings too. I'm filthy on that thing of mine. Well, yours did exactly what you said it did last oh, race. No. Second went, start It won't do it again. It well, did. it was a heavy track last start, so you sort of give it that excuse. But Well, it lost. Looked the clear winner again <laughs> at the top of the straight and then ran straight to the outside <laughs> fence, the stupid cunt. Well, like I remember you saying in one episode, if it doesn't win, it just doesn't matter how it ran, it didn't win. That's right. I know. <laughs> it's just I was literally counting my money at the top of the straight again, and well, I shouldn't yeah, have because of its we last time. Because it was, oh, I was ropeable, man. I was ropeable. <laughs> Got flogged on the punt too. So it was one of those days where I just second-guessed every decision. Didn't back Sofrato. Backed Chinny Boom at $10 and it ran second, only on the nose. Um, <laughs> Barb's value ran second and it was paying double figures and I had it on the nose. Just everything went wrong. But I will be back. Yeah. I need to. Back. I need to come back too. So I had a weekend off the punt. I made a conscious effort Saturday morning slash Friday night. I went, nah, I'm going to have a weekend off it. I haven't had a great run recently. Mm. And if there was a weekend that I probably should have and put some on the tips, it was 
this weekend. Nah, well, we didn't go that well. Like, we went okay. We yeah, never go I've, badly. We well, I should have backed well. the horsemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. much yeah, faith yeah, 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 after yeah. recent yeah. performances. Yeah, yeah I but um, I, speaking of weeks off the punt, so Jason and I are heading to the Magic Millions. Um, Fucking oath we are. We're heading there. It's on the 13th of January. We're just heading down for the race day. And I want a pocket full for that. So week off this week, I reckon. I think I'm going to have a week off the punt, as in like with me oh, – I don't want to say that. I'll probably definitely have a bet. You but will. You will. <laughs> it won't be uh, last week in the shed doing jobs. Sitting down trying to print. Oh, no, no. I was in the shed working my whole life. Oh, yeah. You were spray painting. I was, yeah. That's probably where it all went wrong. <laughs> Paint was, fumes and beers. I was fucking spray painting this part for my car while I had my phone on charge on full fucking loud so I could hear it and every wow. yeah, it went over for a few punts too many times. Yeah. But yeah, I reckon a little a little weekend off this week and then Magic Millions Day. I've actually got about fucking I'll show you's or I'll tell you's. Where are we here? I've got five bets in the bet slip for or, for Magic Millions Day. Like already. Futures markets. So wow. futures markets for those who don't know. Um, obviously you're gonna get better odds because you don't actually know if the horse is gonna start in the race. Mm-hmm. Um it may not get accepted into the race. It may hurt itself. It may just choose not to go there. So I've gone and uh, had a couple of multis and fuck, I'm glad I did because I've had... It's looking good. I've had a $10 multi at $377 odds. <laughs> two legs. Two legs. Holy fuck. Arabian Summer in the Magic Millions two-year-old classic at $13. And Safrado in the Magic Millions three-year-old guineas at twenty-eight dollars. It's now into eight dollars for wow. that race. So I got it. Safrado at twenty-eights before it won on the weekend, and Arabian Summer at thirteen. Safrado, I don't know if you can say great friend of the show, but oh, he is heavily, a great friend of the show. <laughs> heavily backed. I can guarantee some show. fucking people would have backed him on the weekend. Oh yeah. Oh man, when it won, I was upset because I didn't back it, but I was also like, that is going to plummet in. I'm glad I uh, yeah. glad I had some on it, and I've also had money on Amazing Eagle three times <laughs> <laughs> on three different occasions. Jeez. I got him. I got him. Oh yeah, what odds did you get him at each time? I got him once at eights, and then he didn't win the race that I thought he would win. I thought he'd go from eights into fives. He went from eights to fifteens, Ooh, so I had so to hit it again. It, yeah. <laughs> hit it again. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, I got five in the slip already. For Millions Day, that's going to be a cracking day. Cannot wait. Well, I haven't been to any Gold Coast races before. I've been so. there on Melbourne Cup Day once. And it's finished now. Like the course, uh, course the fucking track. track is actually, it's not, it's been under repair for how long? I think it's done now, is it not? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been at the poly track for ages. Yeah. yeah. No, so no, no it's good to go. Um, Yeah, so like I said, I want a pocket full. Um Tell you what, your old man, unlucky again, mate. He's Ever- always unlucky. Everton's let him down. <laughs> I don't know why he decided to go to Merseyside. You didn't have like a single shot on target too. Oh, mate. I watched the mini. It's like a 10-minute thing on Optus Sport. Yeah. Fuck, mate. I was just going, that is the most woeful performance they've served up in a while. Yep. Well, anyway. it was always a tough task because Wolves aren't in bad form. I oh, know, but fuck. And it was Molyneux as We're well. We're playing well as well. Yeah. We've it was a swing. Of, we need... It was a swing for We Pedro. need... Everton need that that little mini run they went on. They need one more of those and we'll be right. And they need to stop uh, breaching 
financial yes. <laughs> fair Fuck play okay. rules. <laughs> I love bringing that up every time. Thank you. Just shout out to uh, to Nathan Batty. So he posted the screenshot in the RLC. Had a ten dollar bet on something in race two at T Bar, the Monty Toowoomba. Market wasn't out yet, or he's had it on the tote, so not fixed price. And fifty three dollar winner had ten on it. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, and it won. So his his bet slip said best tote price. So I assume he's just put on the tote without yeah. realizing, or oh, the market wasn't out, whatever. But doesn't matter. Fifty three dollars and it won. <laughs> that is a huge. How <laughs> yeah, good's that? Good. Um, that was Nate Batty. Yeah, Nath, Big Batty. Nath Batty. Big Batty boy. Nath Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, Yeah, well, we, we, we were due for a shit one. We were. Um, what did I say before? <laughs> Michael Neeson was bowling. We got big niece. Oh. Big sibling daughter. <laughs> that was worse. That's way fucking worse, actually. I can't believe you just aired that. <laughs> big sibling's daughter. It was horrible. We both laughed um, and just went, fuck, that is bad. <laughs> Wait, so the plan is for us to go to two shows in early February. So we're going to have our sports show come out on a Wednesday and then our punting show come out on a Friday morning. Um, it'll work perfect as the team lists are out for the footy on a Tuesday night as we record sort of thing. And it'll be better for us to recap the week that was on a Tuesday night for Wednesday release than yep. what we currently do. The first group one race of the year is on February 10. So that's sort of when I'm earmarking it to kick it all off. Um, it'll be kind of the all... week leading into that February 10, um, first group one. So this is my plan. Uh, our plan, but my plan, we haven't agreed on it yet. So <laughs> this is new to Jace's ears yeah, too. I, I haven't think. heard any of this. So I reckon we have a group one betting competition with the the three of us, the old boys and Barb's. So basically, how that'll work is we'll have like a big table or a spreadsheet, and every week that there's a group one on, we all pick one in that race. Yeah, doesn't have to be different. We can all choose the same thing if that's what we think's going to win. And we keep a fucking big spready on that over the year. So the first group one's on February 10 and the last one's in December Yeah, over in the West. So is this going to pretty well be for the G1 title? It'll be for the G1 title, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. See who's... Uh, so you could just go back to plain old Groper. <laughs> yeah. I could just go back to G. Imagine if it was G1 Barb's. Yeah. Imagine if he stripped the title off you. Yeah. I don't know. I've just given myself that title after it was very, one, yeah, one, one win. Yeah, one win, self-proclaimed chief <laughs> one But you did it in fine fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's stuck. But because we're just going to have a standalone punch show, there's going to be more bets, more in-depth analysis. It'll give us a where. much better chance to look at the field. That's right. We'll, instead of recording it on a Wednesday night when the fields have come out two hours before. Yeah, at midday. It'll be a Thursday night. Like outside of spring carnival, it's kind of hard That's right. for myself as a bit of a casual punter. That's right. And this is what I'm sort of getting at is when it is big races, you find or I've found that we all hunt in on that one race because yeah. they're the horses you know. Yep. So let's have a fucking competition about it. Fucking oath. And I when, think it's a great when idea. there's three or four group ones on in one day, we don't have enough time to fucking do them all. So yeah. what we'll do is we'll just pick one for the day and we'll all go to that one. I love it. I think it's Sweet. a great idea. Um, and then we're still going to have our, our other betting table between us where yep. you can go everything because – you like your Premier League. Tommy likes his footy same game multi. So does. do you. Yep. 
Pedro likes anything with three legs or more. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, we'll do our group one racing betting system thing and where we have a lash at a group one whenever they're on. Um, and then, yeah, have the other uh, the other one as well. The punting the is getting a up. revamp. Bloody oath. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have some great new stuff coming and up. Yeah, and, yeah, we'll have – the ta- we'll, we'll post the tables and stuff each week of the return on investment and stuff. Yeah. We've got to work out if we're going to start with a set amount of mu- like set amount of units, mm-hmm. or if we're going to just start from zero and go up or down in units. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yep. go minus fifty or <laughs> or, 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 or start with next. fifty units yep. and then work from there. So I think we start at zero. Bit of bit of defining to do. But, but my thoughts are: if you start with fifty units, if you're very confident. You can have 10 units on something in one week. Mm. Whereas if you're not, you might have two units, you know what I mean? Yep. And save your money. So, well, like, we'll there's work a lot it all of out. discussing. To we'll be iron out the we creases. Will. And we've got some other blokes to talk to who are on sabbatical right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll probably time uh, pretty well with the new studio as well. That's right. So it'll That's be what a the full plan is. We'll all revamp in there. I teased us with that, uh, the paintings. Oh, yeah. Got some love for that, so that's good. Well, shout out who's doing that for us um, in the next few weeks. He's he's doing a fucking great job, and we can't thank him enough. Yep. Um, Yeah, so more banter, more punt slang. And two episodes. Two episodes. How good. So... My um, I need a win for the all-in, eh? My ROI for the Punters Club is elite, but (laughs) my all-in numbers are shocking. Yeah, you're not an all-rounder. New year, new me, though. Yeah, this so, is the first swing of 2024. Bloody oath. Blue bet, all in multi, the first one for 2024. Welcoming in the new year. I am going to go to Randwick, race number two, horse number five, exploring to place for the all in. James Cummings, Godolphin horse, Nash Rowilla on board. Only had one start last prep in July this year. Was over a thousand meters, and he beat Acho Nacho home, who ended up having a really good spring. Form lines are there. Same preparation this time in, with two barrier trials to prime her up. She's ready to win again. First up on Saturday, Randwick race two, number five, exploring. Love it. Bit of redemption this week, Gropes. Mm. So I'm heading <clears throat> to the golf this weekend, the first PGA Tour event. Of the year, and I'm going Victor Hovland to place top five. It's paying three bucks. So the 2024 Ooh. PGA Tour begins this weekend. It uh, the century it's called in Hawaii, and a few golfers are coming to the season with a lot of expectation. Some unreal form from last year, and one that I can't go past, and many can't go past, is FedEx Cup champion Victor the Inflictor Hovland. He's on the rise in the golf world at the moment, and many people have their eyes on him. But he's got some great competition. The likes of Scotty Scheffler, Max Homer, Morikawa, so on. So I'm mm. just going to stay a bit safe with the top five here. You get nice odds when you're talking golf, eh? Fucking oath. Like he's because it's so hard to win on the tour. That's so why. hard to win. But a top five, three bucks, which feels like a swing, but it doesn't. So it was kind of I fucking hard for me to go past. I so it's more it. of a jab. I'm glad really because my odds are quite low. Because I'm I'll bump really them up. Looking to I'll, yeah, I'll carry the boys to win this week. week. Yeah, I can afford. Well, I don't want to lose, obviously, but I can take one off the block. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, right, yeah, that's mine for the week. Victor Hovland plays top five at the Century PGA Tournament. Three bucks. Copy that. Now we'll hear from the megastar T. Dial. The awful bloke superstar, Tom James Dahl. 
Lads, it's Tommy here. I'll tell you what. Who's that? I am that fucking keen to get stuck right into my yarn next week. Every cunt <laughs> Agnes has had their ears dead set yarned off and I am chewing at the bit for some yarn. So next week I'll be back, boys. The, the lads have been kicking ass since I've been away, obviously. Except last week. Uh, apologies for the punters club. Came first in reverse, but um, <laughs> the old all-in leg, mate. Like usual, gets her over the line. Righto. Enough of he the does. shit. I'm going to Randwick Race 7. Number two, Felix Majestic to place at $2.40, I believe. Um, Yeah, I had a look at its last run. It led and held on over 1,400, looked really strong. And, yeah, I just like it. I think it places. So, bit of value there, boys. Righto. Upper. Beautiful. $2.40 place odds. That is nice. We'll get some nice swing. Good odds this week. Yeah. We might even push double figures. We'll have to see what Bluebet does because they will put it in the Bluey specials. Um, so go there, find the Reggie's market. Saves you all the work. Bloody Why oath. put a multi yourself and you can download it's the easy. Bluebet app, head to the Bluey specials. No one's got right time. There. No, you don't. We're always screaming out for time. Save yourself some time. Save go yourself to some time specials, and please. earn yourself some money. Go, you bastard. Come on, you little bastard. Get up there, son. Now, we will go to the old boys. Like I said, Pedro, very unlucky. Um, I feel like we've said that a lot of times. It's yeah, tough it's with so Premier hard. League. Because it's hard when you're going three, four-leggers and you're missing by one leg. Of course it's unlucky. It is unlucky. He needs a bit of luck. He'd be getting um, – yeah, he'd be getting quite frustrated, especially – I don't think he'll stop, though. <laughs> stop? What does that mean? Yeah. Like he lives. Well, I know and what it means. In he some lives and breathes multis. No, please. If we don't know what someone tell us what stop means, <laughs> well, we can't sure stop. People fucking know. I know what stop means. All right. Yeah, but I'd, Pedro lives and breathes multis, mate. So I reckon he'll have another rip snorter. Yeah, this bloody week. oath. But we will. Um, we will hear from the Keat. Big Keating. What's he got? What does he have for us, Benjamin? Reginald. Happy New Year. Here we go. Keto's Collector is going to go straight to the Carnival at the coast. Yep, Magic Millions, Gold Coast, Carnival. We start off on Saturday. Uh, All the best to them on the new track, racing surface. Um, Race 9, number 15, Meridius. That's right. Very lightly raced. um, Tough race. Very tough race. Don't worry about that, but aren't they all? Um, Hence, you're getting 20-something to one on all totes. Uh, Blue bet, I think, 23s, I think, when I looked this morning. Um, ooh, ah, Jamie Carr, 2024, <laughs> here we are. That's where I'm starting, Keto's Collectors. Blue bet, oh boy, he's going to start with a winner. Great oh, spiel. that's gold. Ooh, ah, Jamie, Jamie Carr. Carr, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, 2024, here we are. Oh, that's good. Great stuff, Keith. Swinging. Righto. Fuck, we love to swing. I love that. We are, one day though, it's just going to be the best swing the Absolute ever. Hail Mary. <laughs> One day. Righto, Pedro. Come on, mate. Is he going to give me a lip for you, reckon, for Everton? Oh, G'day, Reggie's. Yeah. It's time for Pedro's picks. Of this weekend, I'm going to stay clear of the EPL. There's none on. Not till next week. It's all FA Cup shit. And I'm going to stay clear of them games. Of, uh, Which we are. They're either late on, into Sunday or Monday. So this weekend, Saturday night, I'm going to go to do a four-leg Big Bash multi. Yep. So we got Melbourne Stars versus Sixers. 
So we've got four leg Molly, Glenn Maxwell, 20 plus runs. Adam Zampa, two or more wickets. Josh Philippe, 20 or more runs. <laughs> and Sean Abbott, two or more wickets. Easy. Nice. Not sure about the the market. Bluebat haven't put it out. It's a little bit early. I think the Sixers are, as we speak, uh, playing tonight. But, um, yeah, so it's a bit early market. That should pay sweet. I'd be really stoked uh, if we can get some high numbers there. So, Glenn Maxwell, 20-plus. Adam Zampa, two wickets. Josh Philippe, 20-plus runs. Sean Abbott, two wickets. Attack, boys. Cheers. Beautiful. Him and Tom Philippe. have something very in common with their pronunciation. <laughs> and trust listening to him as a big Premier League fan and just world soccer, he tends to bottle it a fair bit. <laughs> and it always makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, a great Rhino. multi. Great multi. He Jeez. needs a bit of luck this week. This is great. Everyone boys. needs a bit of luck. This is great. We have got some good, good bets coming out here. Fuck yeah. And it's only going to get better here. Come on, Rocket. Rocket going to be in a sailboat? We're talking. Yeah. No, nah, he should have finished. Oh, he's probably made his way back from Hobart. Yeah, he's gone Sydney. his way back. <laughs> Lucky they don't go the other way. Yeah. You know, from Hobart to Sydney. Why? Well, they'd have to paddle going <laughs> up, upstream. Fuck me. <laughs> Boys, punters, Queenslanders. I love Rocket's that. Rocket's Ruffies, we're having to go. We're off to Rain Week. On Saturday, race four, horse five, Rocketeer Girl. Four-year-old Bay Mare, Bayless Waterhouse bought the combo. She'll be she'll be a leader. Also hard to catch if she can get to the front. Paying about five dollars fifty a win, a dollar seventy a place. Jump on her, stay hard. Old rocket on the rocket. Old rocket on rocket. That is fucking omen. That is good. And That's a great pick. Fucking good. It's a leader. Do you say Waterhouse and Bot trained? Waterhouse Bot leads Reggie yeah. Bayless Would on. He... Reggie Bayless oh, on board too. Wow, that is an Stop omen. It. Fuck, that's an omen. <laughs> It'd be silly of him to not go Waterhouse and Bot. Yeah. He just loves it. I know. He loves them. He loves a leader. He loves them. We've all got our favourites. Yeah, we do. Mine is Godolphin. You do love Godolphin. And J Mac. And that's uh, that's where my all in is this week, actually. So it's my punters club. Yes. Um, it is. Now I may have jumped the gun here earlier when I said my ROI for the punters club is elite. Should say that on a week where it's not my turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got some big, <laughs> but no, no, boost to fill. And I'm uh, I'm swinging too. Yes. There's none of this hundred on the nose of one. We're going a few. Oh. <laughs> so um, the beauty of the punters club, though. Tom's horse, as he said, ran first in reverse last week. <laughs> but the beauty of the punters club is we save $100 no matter what every week. Well, that one week we didn't. Except for that <laughs> one week where we doubled down, down because we were all full of piss. <laughs> that was stupid. So one week we didn't. But generally we save 100 every week and we spend 100 in the hopes of turning it into hundreds. Yes. So exploring is going to be in there. Randwick race two, number five. Um, she's going to be in and around my betting strategy here. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going back to the old win and place multi. So I'm going to have a swing to begin the new year. I'm splitting the money 75-25. So I'm having two different multis, same horses. First leg, Randwick race two, number five, exploring for all the above. The second leg is Geelong race seven, number one, my boy Birmingham. 
They gave this bloke no respect at Caulfield first up, and they have given him no respect at Geelong second up. I His, cannot which believe. Which race did he win when he was paying he was $32? $31 at Caulfield, led one. They used Tatum Bull. She's an apprentice jockey um, to claim three kilos. So he had 63 on his back. That's what he was supposed to have. But it was it 63 down to 60, I believe, or was it 66 down to 63? Either way, he was supposed to have three kilos more, but they they used the, the system and they used the apprentice jockey. They put her on um, and he lobbed in front and didn't look back. Um, I just think he's fitter now. He has to be fitter now and can do the exact same thing again, again using an apprentice. To claim uh, 1.5 kilos this time to bring him from 61.5 down to 60. At $5 a place in the race, if you don't mind. Put some respect on his name. There's a race that has Brun King and Toronto Terrier who are both drawn fucking in the car park. So <laughs> wide. He's every chance. I'm just going to be taking him the place in both multis. The third uh, leg is Geelong race 10, number four, Yellow Sam. Can this horse please just live up to the fucking hype and potential for once in its life? (laughs) It should have featured in the finish first up at Mooney Valley, but that's what happens around that track. It's a tight bend and a short straight. Um, They can get stuck and have nowhere to go. Like I said, so much hype potential. Saturday is fucking D-Day for me anyway. (laughs) If he doesn't fucking produce, that's it. Black mark straight across his name. Um, he should beat this lot, going to bigger and better. Running by as the top weight in the race, uh, it's dual accepted in Sydney, so I'm expecting him to go there, which will mean the odds will decrease and it'll be an easier race for Yellow Sam to win. So there'll be 75 on those three to place. Randwick race two, number five. Um, fuck, what's it called? Exploring, Sorry. Geelong race seven, number one, my boy Birmingham, and Geelong race 10, number four, Yellow Sam. All to place, you'll get about $14. I'm having 75 on that. And then I'm having 25 on Exploring and Yellow Sam to win and my boy Birmingham to place. The big win place multi is offering $78 odds and we're having 25 on that. Fuck That's what we're doing for the punters club. We're swinging for the new year. Just swing. Fuck it. It's been a while since one of us, or yourself especially, has done this formula. Yeah, I know. The and same that's why horses, I'm hoping. but win and place multi. I'm hoping. Because it fucking worked out. Oh, I can't remember what two horses. They, they all won. Well. Yeah, they all won. One of them was Fangirl, was it not? Yeah, I had Fangirl and Buenos Notches to that's place. It. And then I had fucking Cylinder or something to win. Yep. And they the all won. Spring Carnival. They all won, and we only had money on the place. And we still printed. We still did print. That's where I nicknamed myself. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep, that was it. So that's what we're doing. We're obviously going to post all these bets up as well. So if you are confused, uh, sorry, but that's fucking how it is. Yeah. Get and on the socials, Instagram learn, and Facebook. Learn your terminology. And then you won't <laughs> We've be We've tried. We tried to help you a bit once. Yeah. There's only so much we can do. Now, what are we expecting out of the resident cattle dog? I don't know. It's are we, conflicting is because is he going to stay quiet because being quiet worked or is he going to lip up because he won and gone, fuck that, I'm I chewing the chains. There's, I'm chewing my chain off. Do you know how much twitching he would have done last week when he sent the recording through? Yeah, that would like, have been... 
Try, caught no, it at 10 times. Trying to stop himself from going over 30 seconds yeah. would have been hard. So there's absolutely <laughs> no fucking way. I want it back. I want, a, I want the fucking two-minute one back or just whatever little, it is. Just a little preview, and I've got some inside knowledge. I think we might be getting a bark. We Are we? Well, he told us he was going to be barking this week, but I don't know if it was like a – you know, metaphorical yeah. kind of bark. Oh, or right, I get you. Oh, oh. I was like, why the fuck? What's he sent it to us all? No. Oh, you I just mean he's told us he's going to. Yeah, he's yeah, told yeah, us. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if he means a literal bark or not. He, he's barking. There is no <laughs> way he's not barking. <laughs> Reggie's. <laughs> yep. Well, the cattle dog bounced back last Four week. Four barks. Year on a high. Hopefully I can carry that good form into the new year and keep going this week. Sorry for being short last week. I didn't mean to make you feel bad, Grapes. Just thought I'd add to the banter, bud. <laughs> anyway, Peace Treaty was dominant in a very good performance. An old Red Brave run a bottler of a race to finish second. I know he only paid 260 the place, but 220 the win into 260 the place for a nice little all up. It's better than a slap in the guts with a wet fish in my book any day. Anyway, enough trouting. I don't want to get skipped again, but uh, on to this week. I think I've found a couple at value here, boys. It is tough. Uh, my best comes up at Geelong in race eight, the Coastal Classic. We're going with the Mike Baroni-trained number four, Bermudez. Ooh. This gelded son of Tavistock has been super with no luck, first and second up at 1,400. Uh, he'll rally the rising trip to 1,700 metres. John McNeil sticks fat from last start, which is always a good sign. $5 at the time of recording. I think he's way over the odds. Ooh. Race eight, number four, Bermudez at Geelong. Uh, my best value this week, I'm heading to the Gold Coast. Last race of the day. Race 9, number 8, Warby. This Tony Gollan-trained galloper was electric, winning in Class 1, Grade 3 starts back, before winning again in Benchmark 65, Grade 2 ago, then finished third in the listed gateway handicap behind a very impressive winner in Dream Hour. Uh, trying to gain a ballot exemption for the Stradbroke, he was only beaten 2.9 lengths. He's back to restricted grade here in Class 4 grade. And I think he's way over the odds at $13 and four thirty at the time of recording. The machine. Uh, so there you have it, lads. Barb's is best this week. Geelong Race 8, number 4. Bermudez, $5 at the time of recording. And my best value, Gold Coast Race 9, number 8. Warby, $13 and four thirty at the time of recording. Keep it stiff, lads. Happy punning. Lovely, lovely, lovely. See, that is just quality right there. That's what we've fucking got on this show is is quality. Yeah. we Look, Bubs. I am no chance of not having a punt this weekend, by the way, after hearing that shit. You've got to. You've got to. And a little thing that just pricked my head, Bermudez, Birmingham. You'd be silly not to chuck that in. Yeah, yeah. Personal multi as well. Warby too. Me and me mate, um, Dylan Wakefield, one of me good mates. Always anything with war in it, we'd back. That's up. how good we were. <laughs> Anything with the fucking word war. So you'd back me, would you? You'd fucking back me. True. Maybe. <laughs> the specific word of war. Yeah. Fuck, man. That is gold. I love that. How good are the bets this week? They are juicy. Oh, They are yeah. juicy. Fuck, yeah. And some omen as well. We've got value. Yeah. We've got everything. Yeah. And God, we've threatened you all show with fucking two shows soon, new punting format. New fucking studio. Four-in-ones are here soon. Don't forget the baggy regs are still on the website too. We got a fucking metric shitload of them so that we wouldn't Fuck run yeah. out. And everyone can just keep going on and grabbing There's, them as you just want them for the summer of cricket. 
I can feel there's something building for. We saw a little bit of it at the MCG, but I feel like there's going to be something building for this Gabba test. Something days. building at the Gab, yeah. There's going to be a lot. I know for a fact I'll be one of 10 in a group wearing a baggy reg. Copy that. Well, there's 10. So we've got double figures so at the Gabba already. already clocked double figures. Confirmed we'll be there and got a good feeling. The vibe I'm getting is going to be a lot more. Yeah, I think so too. And we'll 100%. all have to fucking meet up. Fucking oath, get a picture and, and shit. And rally against the fucking stormtroopers and shit that get dressed <laughs> yeah. up and oh, surely the what wears wallies. The Gabba, fuck. Oh. Too hot. It will be. And yeah, we are just going to absolutely punish the poor old West Indies too. Yeah, they're going to get flogged. That's going to be tough. Tough tour for them <laughs> coming up. Although they'd have a fair bit of confidence after fucking beating England. Or anyone would. In uh, a T20 series and an ODI series. Well, like, I don't know if it's that like big of a thing anymore beating them like England's yeah, pretty low tier so true it's probably just another walk in the park for them it's true it's true it's, it is easy to do yeah to go especially to go over there and retain well England stuff. talk about morals they morally didn't make a world cup because they lost a series to nah a team that, they they have made it yeah what are you talking about so West Indies didn't play in the world cup oh, God, and God, they yeah. lost to them <laughs> Oh, they were so saying because mo- there was a point there where they were on the bottom of the um, World Cup ladder, and no, they wouldn't have qualified yeah. automatically for the next one. But yeah, no, they, I, they got off yeah, the bottom. I meant yeah. that they lost to a team who didn't make it. True. So yeah. they morally, didn't make so the really, World Cup. So really, yeah, I see. They shouldn't have been there. Thanks like just con- basing off morals. Thanks for confusing me and everyone. Yeah, probably else. everyone's probably very confused <laughs> there, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Piers Morgan would know what I mean. We'll wrap it up, eh? Yeah, let's wrap it up with that. See that? Bit. One bad show and we are back with a fucking bang. That Happy New Year, bang. everyone. Hooroo. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.